Hello, welcome back to Life Beneath the Shallows. Today we are going to talk about anxiety. What a loaded topic. I am someone that suffers with just a lot of anxiety. And while I don't want to own that as part of my personality, because it's not, it is something that I struggle with. And it's something I felt really called to speak about today. So that's what this episode is going to be about. If you haven't already checked out the first two episodes, you can go and do that now. There's a short little intro episode that just talks about why I started this podcast and gives you a little bit more information on me. Otherwise, let's just get right into it. I don't want to structure this episode too much because I really want to speak from the heart and I want to be very vulnerable and open because that is the reason I started this podcast to show others that they are not alone and that there is help and support and other people probably struggle with the things that you do and you're not alone. I wanted to start off by defining anxiety. I didn't know a lot about anxiety even when I was experiencing it as a young kid until I actually started to do some research. So I'm going to do that research for you right now. Anxiety is intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations says anxiety can be normal and stressful situations such as public speaking or taking a test. Anxiety is only an indicator of underlying disease when feelings become excessive, all-consuming, and interfere with your daily living. Many of us experience anxiety in normal situations, but what it's saying is that if your anxiety is interfering with your daily life, your job, your happiness, then it becomes something that you should seek out help for and be vocal about it. I'm going to talk a little bit about my experiences with anxiety, but first I wanted to also define the difference between an anxiety attack and a panic attack because I feel like these things can be talked about interchangeably, but they're not the same. So panic attacks are generally more intense than anxiety attacks They also come on out of the blue, while anxiety attacks are often associated with a trigger. So this is on medical news today. There's a couple different definitions, but I feel like this is the most accurate, at least for me. A panic attack is something that can come in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, literally in any situation, and you might not know where it's coming from, while an anxiety attack usually starts by like a triggering thought, feeling, emotion, event that like has been lingering with you all day. So I hope that kind of clears up any confusion. So then it says symptoms of anxiety are linked to numerous mental health conditions, including obsessive compulsive disorder, trauma, while panic attacks mainly affect those with panic disorder, which I don't know, I beg to differ. I feel like I feel like you could have all of that. I personally struggle with panic attacks and anxiety. So if you're like me, you're not alone. I feel like when I was a kid and when I was going through the worst of my panic attacks, I didn't have any support in terms of like knowing what anxiety was. I just thought anxiety was when you were worried about something, right? I didn't really know the severity of panic attacks. And if you've ever experienced a panic attack, I'm sure you know, it feels like you are going to die, which is a very intense feeling. And it can be very traumatic to the body and the nervous system. And so I just wish I had more information and I wish I had somebody talking about it. So this is my attempt to put that information out there, share my story, and 
give you my tips for what has helped me and what does help me because I still struggle with this constantly and actually I've been struggling with it a lot in the last couple months with anxiety and depression and so that's why I decided to talk about it now because it is current for me. When I first started to feel anxious that I can at least remember, it went back to like really young child days. Um, without going into too much detail about my family life, there was a lot of stress and worry and that created some internal anxiety of feeling this feeling of helplessness. I actually talked with my therapist about this and we discovered that there's this underlying theme in my life of feeling a little helpless and feeling like no matter what I do, I feel helpless. And I think that goes hand in hand with the feeling of anxiety. And what I mean by that is that when you're feeling anxious or having a panic attack, you usually feel out of control at least this is from my experience. Again, everybody's experience is different, and so I don't want to claim that I know how everyone feels. This is just my experience with anxiety and my experience with panic disorder. When I was a young kid, I would have a lot of like separation anxiety. That's when I first like can recall feeling anxious. It's like I didn't really like to go have sleepovers as a young kid, or if I did, I'd be really nervous about my parents or just feel very vulnerable and alone and unsafe this separation anxiety started to worsen when I moved to Maui when I was about seven or eight. Like if my parents went out on a date, I would get so anxious if I was left home alone and I would just have this like fear of them dying. You know, this is pretty intense stuff. So if this is at all triggering to you, feel free to click forward in the episode, skip around. But yeah, I just had these like really morbid thoughts as a young kid and they created some internalized anxiety. I thought it would never end. I really did feel helpless. I was like, I don't I don't know how I'm supposed to get through this. And I think it had a lot to do with just like this feeling like people can die and you don't really have control over when they die and and when you're a young kid, you know, that's like one of your worst fears. At least that was mine, you know, not having my parents and I dealt with a lot of separation anxiety as a young kid. So I'm editing this episode right now and I realized that in therapy, I've been working on getting to the bottom of this helpless feeling. And this helpless feeling is usually like what triggers the anxiety for me at times, like it's the root of it. Obviously there's the surface level issues that can trigger anxiety but this feeling of helplessness has been a theme in my life almost like a feeling of not being able to control certain things which makes sense right there are certain things in life we can't control we can't control when people die or when we die i did some emdr work with my therapist and we found out that there was a core memory associated with this helpless feeling and it started when i was about six or seven years old and I was living in Santa Barbara, I almost got kidnapped. So I was staying at my grandma's house and I was playing with a friend outside on our scooters, our little Razor scooters. I don't know if you remember those. Um, And we were having a great time. And then a man approached us and had a small dog and had basically said, like, do you know where this dog belongs to? And because it was my neighbor's and I was a small kid, I was like, yeah, that's my neighbor's dog. And so I tried to help him 
and um, very quickly my mom like rushed outside from the bathroom and apparently like her and my grandmother had this intuition like to check on us because we were supposed to be just right outside the house right but we ended up like on the street and the man ended up running away. I didn't get shamed for this experience but I got a lot of a strong reaction which basically stored that stuck energy in that memory of feeling helpless because I was a young kid and I didn't really know better, you know, something really bad could happen. And so I think by thinking about that as a young child before I had fully developed mentally, it stuck with me and it became this anxious core feeling that ended up driving a lot of my decisions and a lot of the panic attacks I had later on in life. So it was really crazy to me to figure out what was underneath all of this anxiety. Obviously, it's not the only thing. However, to know what has happened to you in your past is really important when you're moving forward to heal those um, memories and those parts of yourself that didn't know any better and that accidentally might have held on to this belief that doesn't serve you any longer. And so I just thought that that was important to insert into this episode because this is the amazing power of therapy and um, mental health work is it can help you get to these memories that maybe you don't even remember. Flashing forward to middle school, I started to have these weird episodes where I would like be in PE class and I would get over, you know, overheated feel like I was going to pass out, feel nauseous, feel dizzy, and have a panic attack. At the time though, I didn't know what this was. I thought I was, I thought it was like heat stroke or I had some, an underlying medical condition and I was just so unaware to what was going on for me. And it was very scary because I would tell my parents what I was going through and we would go to the doctors and they would just say, oh, maybe you're dehydrated. You know, you can try to drink more water. And there was just no support. There was literally no support mentally. Um, especially where I grew up, the mental health support is a little bit lacking. So as a young kid, you know, being 12 or 13 or however old I was in middle school, it was very scary and it would happen a lot. Then when it stopped happening at PE, it would happen random times, like when I would be in the car with a friend or something and I would just have these panic come on. And for me, what my panic attacks look like, a feeling like I couldn't breathe, like I was getting lightheaded or dizzy and like I was going to pass out. And so it was a very scary feeling as a young kid to feel this way and not know what to do and not know how to explain it to people. And no one knew how to help me. Like when I was vocal about it, people didn't know how to help me. Um, my mom tried her best, you know, to support me when I would experience panic attacks, but she didn't know what it was either. And so I think this is what caused the anxiety to worsen is not even knowing that I was experiencing it because now I was like this hypochondriac at such a young age thinking like, what, what's wrong with me? Like literally what is wrong with me? Because I would have these episodes like maybe once every two weeks and then it would fade and then it would come on again. And I was just so confused at where this was coming from. I continued to have this feeling, this anxious, worried feeling throughout middle school and a little bit into high school, I want to say it was my freshman year of high school, the panic attacks started to get so bad that it wasn't just like a, usually panic attacks 
like a normal average one will only last five to 10 minutes. Like they're not supposed to be that long. And usually like you settle down from them. But my panic attacks were turning into all night. I would be up all night. I'd wake up in the middle of my sleep. I'd be sweating, I'd be nervous. And I would just like have this insane panic consume my body. Again, just being so young and not knowing what was going on, it made me feel like there was something severely wrong with me. And to not know how to address it, I felt so out of control and so helpless. And I think that made the whole situation that much more challenging for me. High school can be a very intense experience in general. And on top of this, I was just going through so much at the time. You know, my grandmother had passed away very suddenly and it was very hard for our family. It was very hard loss. So we were grieving and it was the first person that was close to me that had died. And I was just going through all these very intense things personally and with my family. It was causing the panic attacks to become worse. And at this point, I still don't think I knew what they were. From being like seven years old to now 13, thinking I just have like this medical condition where I get really sweaty and I feel like I'm gonna pass out. I like legitimately did not know what it was because there was no resources and nobody told me what anxiety was because people probably didn't think I had anxiety because I was so young. In high school, I would have these panic attacks quite frequently. Um, they would mostly happen in my sleep, which made everything much worse because what would happen is I'd like wake up in a panic and then I wouldn't sleep for like three to five hours in the early morning and then I wouldn't want to go to school because I was just so, my nervous system was wrecked. Like I was not doing good. It was hard. It was hard on my mom and my family because they were going through their own things and they didn't know how to support me. You know, they did the best they could, but we couldn't really figure out what it was. Anyway, I'm not sure what caused me to realize, oh, this is a panic attack. I think maybe it was somebody else telling me they've experienced that or I did some research or like I saw something online and I started researching what is a panic attack and I realized like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm having. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think what happened was I went into the ER one night and they did all these tests on me, right? Blood tests and, and to see if I had high blood sugar or low blood sugar and all these things. And they realized like nothing is wrong with you. Like this is anxiety. And so that was the moment where like things became good because I knew what was going on, but then they became that much worse because then I started thinking, oh great, like I have this terrible problem now that I'm just gonna like live with, like how do I solve this? And my family is very holistic and we don't really approach things as like take a drug. So my original like programming and intuition was like, I'm not gonna take Xanax, I'm not gonna take like an anti-anxiety pill because I wanna figure out like how to heal this on my own. And so I had that approach. Well, I want to fix whatever is going on that's causing this anxiety. I think in sophomore year it settled a little bit, but then it came back really hard junior year. And by the way, I was also dealing with disassociation a lot, which I don't wanna talk about in depth, but disassociation and depersonalization is where you kind of feel like you can't associate with your body and you don't feel like very connected to your life. Like things just don't really make, I don't even wanna go into this too much, but I was dealing with disassociation. You can research that as well if you are curious about it. Maybe I'll do a separate episode on that because it's different. But because I was having this, these panic attacks, like my coping mechanism was to disassociate from the trauma and the intensity of what I was going through during these years. This is just 
This is a really hard thing to talk about because my brain almost like shuts off when I start to get really vulnerable about it. And I'm like noticing these walls come up for me. So I'm just gonna be really honest about that. But taking a breath and just starting again. High school continues. Normal high school dramas and life changes occur. The panic attacks start to occur more when I'm out with others. It becomes more of like a social anxiety and it becomes this crippling thing in my life where if I'm at the movies or if I am with friends and I feel like it's coming on, like I'm coming up on this anxiety feeling, this panic, I start to feel like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then that spirals me into the panic attack, right? So if you have experience with panic attacks, you're probably familiar that when you have like the feeling of it coming on, then you think about it more, which then triggers the feeling of it to come on more, which it's basically your mind playing this really messed up trick on you and your nervous system and thinking that you're in fight or flight and that you need to freeze, run away, or resist it. When you resist anxiety, oh boy, does it get worse. I was just going through so much with this. And you know, I couldn't really talk to my friends about it. They didn't understand. Like if I didn't understand what anxiety was till I had to literally like be told in the ER, how are they gonna understand? So I just felt so incredibly alone and incredibly scared. And I had this fear, like, am I gonna deal with this forever? Like, is this just my life now? This just constant worry and doubt and fear and panic and this out of control feeling, which had a lot of negative impacts on my self image and my self worth, you know? And it impacted the way I talked to myself and I wasn't giving myself compassion or love. I didn't know how to do that at the time. I was just very negative in the way I was feeling about the whole situation. Middle of junior year, it got to be so bad that I wasn't going to school. I didn't wanna do anything because I was so crippled by the fear of having a panic attack it was that scary for me that I just stopped doing everything. And that's when it became the point where it's like, okay, this is a serious problem. I'm no longer coping. I am now, you know, I need help. I need support. And so my mom has an amazing friend and my auntie who is a spiritual healer and a life coach and, and just an amazing woman. Well, she booked me a session with her. She's like, let's just try it. Let's just try everything we can, you know, to try to get you some support. I had this session with my auntie. I was probably about 16, maybe turning 17. Something shifted. Because I came at it from a spiritual point and I went deep within to find out like where this anxiety and this trauma was coming from and this panic, I was able to clear so much energy and I felt the best I had in like eight years. It was an insane experience and I'm so grateful for my auntie and my mom and for this to happen because I started to finally feel, it didn't fix the anxiety, it didn't make it go away forever, but it made me feel like, oh, this is a part of me that I can speak to and I can work with and I have control. I can work with this, you know? I can do things in these situations to help myself. Because before that, my only coping mechanism was splashing my head with ice water and shaking in the bathroom and just waiting it out. You know, I didn't have tools. So this finally gave me this experience to have tools. And what I'm gonna share with you, the most helpful 
tool I learned was to imagine that your anxiety is the smaller version of yourself. And so if you close your eyes and you think back to when anxiety started to become present for you, like really, your, your first intuitive guess, mine was four years old, you picture your four-year-old self and you visualize her and you talk to her. And whenever you feel anxious or you feel like that coming up on a panic attack feeling, you take a moment, you take a deep, deep breath and you ask that inner child, what do you need? What are you trying to tell me? I'm listening. And this transformed me, guys. Like, I'm telling you, I don't know why, but it was so powerful to be able to talk within myself and meet my own needs. So sometimes the voice would tell me, I'm really hungry. I need to be at home. I need to be resting. I need to recharge. I need to eat. I need to eat like really nourishing food. Or sometimes it would tell me, I'm feeling lonely. I need to be around a supportive friend or a family member. I need a hug. I need to be held, right? And so it was incredible to finally have a voice and a way to speak to my anxiety. Instead of letting it control me, I was now having this symbiotic relationship with it, trying to work with it and figure out what it was needing. And a lot of the times, the answer was love. It was needing so much compassion and so much love and nurturing and validation. So I can go way into detail on this, but I just wanted to share the most insightful and helpful tool that I learned from that session when I was in junior year of high school was giving your anxiety a name, a face, putting it on your inner child and talking to it and knowing that anxiety is not a evil, bad, or wrong energy. Anxiety for me, and you might have a different feeling about this, but to me, anxiety is your body literally telling you, I need something right now. I do not feel safe. I do not feel aligned. It's your fight or flight thinking that you are not safe. And so if you can realize that, that it's trying to help you, that there's a deeper reason for why you're holding on to it, some of that tension just eases up. And so this isn't an end-all, cure-all. You're never going to have anxiety again. You're cured. This is a great first place to start. Another thing is when you deal with severe panic disorder, it is so important to have a therapist, a life coach, spiritual healer, somebody that is professionally able to help you. I never got that because I thought after the session that I could, I would be fine. I actually felt significantly better to the point where I actually didn't think I needed help anymore. But what I wish I would have done is gotten back into therapy at that time so that I could have worked through it to prevent it from happening again because panic attacks don't just stop. I don't wanna say that because maybe it would for you, but for me, it didn't just stop after that session. It was just the beginning of my journey to learning how to handle them. I go to this healer, I get some support, I'm starting to feel significantly better and I went on a great streak. I had a really great year after that. I had so much more confidence in myself. I stopped feeling like this was this out of control thing that I couldn't deal with. And I started to implement these tools. So here are some tools that you can use when you're having a panic attack or you're feeling anxious. The first one is EFT tapping. You can look this up on YouTube. There's guided tapping or you can really 
investigate and educate yourself more on it. But basically what it's doing is it's activating your left and your right brain. And if you say a mantra during it, it can be really powerful to reprogram your nervous system and to give your mind something to do while you're experiencing that anxiety. So tapping was super helpful for me and is still. Another thing that's super helpful is breathing. Breathing helps everything. You might not feel significantly better right away, but there are so many different breathing techniques that will help calm your nervous system down because usually when we're anxious, we're holding our breath, we're tensing up, and we're not allowing oxygen into our body and into our brain, which is causing that lightheaded, dizzy, heart palpitating feeling, right? So breathing is so important. Even if you find a meditation on your phone, I had so many things on YouTube and I can probably link them in the podcast, but I had so many little videos that I would go to that would help me. They were like my support blanket and I would go to them when I started to feel anxious. And I don't want to act like this made everything better because it didn't. Realistically, it didn't. There were nights where I still had panic attacks and I would be up feeling like absolute shit and I didn't know how to get over it. But it was a tool that I could use to give myself a little bit more sense of control and to ease up on that hopeless, helpless feeling, right? Watching a YouTube guided meditation for anxiety, super helpful. Another really amazing tool that I've learned is when you move your physiology, when you change your physiology, and I learned this from Tony Robbins because I went to a bunch of his events and I'm involved in the community there. When you change your physiology, so when you take a walk, when you splash cold water on your face, you're physically changing your state and you're shaking yourself out of that panic. So that is a really great first step, like when you're starting to feel like you're having a panic attack or you feel like it's too far gone. Unconsciously, I was doing this before I even knew I had anxiety. I would run to the bathroom and I would splash cold water on my face or I would get into the shower and just sit in a cold shower because it would shock my nervous system out of that panic sometimes. So that is a great tool as well. Something cold, chewing on an ice cube, taking a walk, rubbing your feet on a carpet, like noticing your sensations. Something else that I learned for my anxiety is to notice things in your room. I don't know, I'm pretty sure it's like, I don't wanna say this wrong, but I think it's like five things you hear, you smell, you can touch, and you can like taste or something. I don't remember, I'll look it up, but if you can begin by noticing, what is my name? What is my age? Where am I? Am I safe right now? There's a desk in front of me. There's a painting. The painting is blue. And so you talk yourself through what's in your environment because here's the deal, guys. Anxiety is in the past and in the future. It is not in the present. It is when you are overthinking about something in the past that triggers you or you're overthinking about something in the future or you're not feeling like you're in your body. So the first thing you gotta do is get in your body, get grounded. Those tools can help, the breathing, the tapping, the rubbing your feet on the ground, the taking a walk, splashing cold water on your face, just getting into your body, getting into the present moment is so important when you're having anxiety or you're having a panic attack. Now, another thing I wanna say is I am not a medical professional. Obviously, I'm talking from my own experience. And so if these things don't help you, I don't want you to think that this is a cure for anxiety. These are tools that I use that can help minimize and that can help me feel like I have a little bit more control. So just remember, like if you're having severe panic disorder, it might be beneficial for you on your path 
to get some anti-anxiety medication to have that you know, knowledge that, okay, if I'm really in a bad panic, I have that available. And using that as a segue, I want to talk about like my more current experiences with anxiety kind of went away for like two years. So from 18 to 19, I didn't really have a panic attack. And then at the beginning of COVID, as you can imagine, a lot of mental illness triggers came up for a lot of people. And I have so much empathy if you're one of those people, even people that never experienced anxiety or depression were experiencing it for the first time. And that's when it kind of relapsed me back into these panic attacks. When I was living in California and I started to get these panic attacks during COVID, I did choose to finally seek out a psychiatrist and get some anti-anxiety medication. The anti-anxiety medication that they prescribed me was Xanax. And I don't have an addictive personality, so if I needed to take a Xanax every once in a while when I was having a really intense panic attack, this was something that actually helped me. It was something that I put off for so long because I didn't want to have to take a pill to solve my anxiety. But when you're experiencing a severe panic attack to the point where you feel like you're going to the ER, which I've experienced more than five, six times, sometimes taking that medication just gives your mind that ease so that you can get back into that grounding place and take care of yourself from there. One of the reasons I think that it got to that point for me is because I was not in therapy and I was not getting the support I needed. And I was relying on people around me that didn't have their professional help and didn't know how to support me. And so that's another thing I wanted to talk about, which is that when you experience anxiety or panic disorder, it's really hard for people around you to watch you go through that. And because we're not educated about it and we don't know how to help people with that situation, it can feel really helpless for both people. So for example, my boyfriend, he is such a loving, supportive, amazing person, but he doesn't know exactly how to help me every time I'm having like maybe a panic attack, especially in the middle of the night when he's sleeping and he doesn't know what's going on, right? But I wake up and I'm like, oh great, this feeling again, this feeling again. The things that I've learned to tell people in how to help me is this. The number one thing that I need when I'm experiencing anxiety is to be hugged tightly. Putting that physical pressure and being held actually feels so nurturing and it makes you kind of like your parasympathetic nervous system calm down a little bit. So that's a really great tool if you're in a relationship or you have a close friend who wants to help you when you're experiencing anxiety. Tell them, when, I, when I'm really in it, you can ask first, obviously, like you want that consent because maybe touch doesn't feel good to them in that moment. But if they say yes, giving them a nice long squeeze and just holding them, maybe they're crying, maybe they're releasing, just listening and holding them is really all we need. We don't need advice necessarily in those situations. What we need is to calm down our nervous system so that we can get to a resource place and solve the problem from there. So that's something that I've been working on and again, I want to preface that I have not fixed anxiety or gotten rid of it. It is something that I work with as it comes up for me. And so the reason that I'm sharing all this is because I feel like if any of this can be useful to you or if you relate to any of it and it makes you feel a little less alone, then I will feel like successful in my attempt here. At the end of the day, like I said, anxiety comes from not being in the present moment. Because in the present moment, as long as you're not being attacked or threatened, you are safe. And to remind yourself, I am safe. 
And if you're not safe, get the heck out of that situation. If you're at a party or you're in an environment where you feel seriously unsafe and unsettled, leave. Take care of yourself, set boundaries. Because at the end of the day, you are what matters most. Your health, your mental health matters so much. And if it just takes going home and taking a nice bath and cleaning off that energy that didn't feel safe to you, do that. Because if you stay in a situation where you feel anxious and you push your own intuition and be like, no, I'm fine. I promise you, it won't get better. It will get worse because you're going against what your intuition is trying to tell you in that moment. So I'll give you like a brief example of this that just happened recently actually to me. So I'm on this camping trip with my girls. We were going to Cal Po and, and I had a lot of anxiousness about the weekend in general for some reason. And I was like ignoring it, ignoring it. I was like, it's gonna be fine, I'm safe. Because it's hard, right, to know the difference between anxiety and then like overthinking, right? Sometimes it's like, is this my intuition or am I actually anxious? I don't know if you can relate to this, but I feel this way all the time. I'm like, is this my intuition telling me not to go? Or is this me actually just feeling like so anxious because I need to work on something here? And that's a whole nother podcast episode. But basically I'm going camping with my girlfriends. My car wasn't working, so I had to go hop in with them, which made me a little anxious because I like to drive and know that I'm the one driving. So that was already making me anxious for some reason. We end up having a great day and there's a road closure. So, so we can't get through to, to where we're camping. The decision we made collaboratively was, well, we're gonna go all the way back around and find like a loophole to get to where we want we were wanting to go we were celebrating my friend's birthday and so it was a super important night for her to have a good time right so we're like we're just gonna send it we're just gonna go and already you know i'm feeling like great like we're gonna be in the car even more like i was super overtired which by the way when you're overtired or you're not eating well that can trigger anxiety too it doesn't have to be just like something really bad that happened. It can be seriously from you not taking care of your body or drinking too much coffee or vaping nicotine. You know, like there are so many factors to what makes us feel anxious. So anyways, I was super exhausted, kind of overstimulated already. I'm very sensitive to people's energy. And I decided, well, I'm, I wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone. So I'm like, I'm gonna go anyway, it's gonna be great. I said a little prayer and we went. So we drove all the way back around the side of the island trying to get to where we were camping. And we get there and it's a party, right? Like there's a lot of people that my friends know, but I don't know any of these people. And so already I'm feeling like a little like uncomfortable just because there's a lot of new energy. And I'm again, very sensitive, very empathic. And so I feel people's energy and I haven't learned how to fully shield myself from that. So I had a fun time, I was dancing, there was a DJ there, we were having a good time, but it was already like 10 o'clock by the time we got there, nine o'clock. My body was just like kind of shocked because I usually have a very like good rhythm and a good um, routine to avoid having panic attacks and to avoid feeling like that. So I was overtired, overstimulated, and I ended up having like a panic attack. The way this, this started was I was dancing and then at some point, my body told me, no, no more. It's time to go to bed. I'm not feeling good anymore about this. Like I need to go to bed, right? But what did I do? I stayed because I wanted to hang out with my friends and I wanted to push through and have a good time. But because I pushed myself, it actually 
made the panic attack come on stronger because I didn't give it attention. And so it kind of like spiraled into this really intense panic attack. So I went back to the truck and the tent where we were camping, which was a little farther away from the music. And I went through three hours of calming my nervous system, listening to like meditations, breathing, walking, doing everything I I knew how to, to just calm my nervous system down because I was literally shaking from this anxiety and this panic. And so I, I say that example because I want you to know that I still struggle with this, that it didn't go away fully, but I am getting better at handling it. I'm getting better at trusting myself and being able to handle it. Giving yourself that compassion and that love and that empathy is so important when you're experiencing a panic attack because if you're not, you're only going to make it worse. You know, you're pushing up against something and you're creating that resistance. It's only going to get worse. So why not just create some peace within, you know, while you're dealing with that? To wrap up this episode, I want you to know that you're not alone if you struggle with anxiety on a small scale or a very large, intense scale. You're not alone. A lot of people experience it, but we just don't talk about it enough and we're not vocal about it enough. And there are so many resources out there online with therapy, with life coaches, on YouTube. There's so many resources for you out there and I'll link some in the podcast description. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact me on the Instagram for this podcast, Life Beneath the Shallows. Let's have a conversation because my goal is to make it more known what people go through when they experience panic attacks and anxiety so that we can all support each other and we can all hold a better container so that we can allow ourselves to move through that and feel our best, become our highest self. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I know it wasn't necessarily super organized, but I just wanted to speak from the heart and talk about my experiences with anxiety. And I am sure I will talk about it more on this podcast. But yeah, if you have any questions or any comments on this episode, please feel free to reach out. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And if you're struggling with anxiety, just know that you're not alone and that there are resources for you. Do some breathing, look up some EFT tapping, start having a conversation with that inner child about what it needs and what your anxiety is trying to teach you because it is on your side. It is not there to hurt you or shame you or make you feel bad. And if you work with it, you might be surprised to realize how much that releases that tension. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you next time.